0: Welcome to SimCourt, from simulation to simulation courtroom, where we can debate a topic and get a jury to determine which perspective makes the most sense. All silence. The Court of the Second Judicial Circuit Simulation Division is now in session. The Honorable Judge Jared presiding.
1: Everyone but the jury may be in the audience. Uh, We swear in the jury.
0: Do you solemnly swear or affirm that you will truly listen to this case and render a true verdict and a fair verdict? This is where you guys say I do. I do. (laughs) I do. (laughs) You may be silent.
1: Members of the jury, your duty today will be to determine whether the defendant is wrong based only on facts and evidence provided in this case the prosecution has the burden of proving the wrongdoing of the defendant beyond a reasonable doubt. However, if you are not satisfied of the defendant's wrongdoing, then reasonable doubt exists and the defendant must be found not wrong. Uh, uh, Ms. Uh, J., what is today's case?
0: Your Honor, today's case is vague pre-briefing versus very detailed pre-briefing.
1: Um, and just to clarify, when you're talking about vague versus a detailed pre-briefing, we're talking about <laughs> the essence of the case that will be unfolding in the simulated environment. Is that correct?
0: Correct. Do you want to give details that will prepare your learners for what they're about to undergo in the simulation, or do you want to keep it vague so as to not subtract from the uh diagnosis of the case
1: okay and do we have any particular learner group in mind or is this just a general question
0: your honor this is just a general question
1: okay so um with that and those clarifying marks is the prosecution ready
2: yes your honor
1: and is the defense ready yes your honor so with that, we uh, will allow our prosecution uh, to go first and make their opening statements.
2: Your Honor, members of the jury, my name is Jill. And I and my colleagues are representing the general sentiment of the case being presented in pre-briefing and not a whole lot more uh, for learners to engage in their simulation session. We intend to prove that providing very detailed information in pre-briefing robs the learners of the valuable lessons that can be uncovered in the course of their simulation experiences.
1: Okay, Um, prosecution, you may call your first witness if you have any.
2: Uh, I do not have witnesses at this time. Okay. But I can um, the stance and the stance of those who believe strongly in this way of presenting pre-briefing.
1: Yeah, so in, in lieu of having witnesses here today, I think what will, our next step will be is to have our prosecution lay out their case. Um, actually, we'll have our defense make some opening statements and then our prosecution will lay out their case and then our defense will lay out their case.
2: Okay, so I wanna set the stage. I believe in providing the necessary information to engage in a simulation experience so that they can understand the setting, the general goals of the case, and also what they're about to walk into. However, in the settings where very detailed pre-briefings are presented, where clues are given as to what they're about to walk into, what diagnoses are, or other details that um, really are leading down a path um, where they're already thinking of possibilities before they walk in the room, really is a detriment to the learning experience. Healthcare is not such that we walk into most situations knowing what it is we're about to see with our patients or our encounters, And if you truly believe in the sanctity of simulation and the realism that really provides this experiential learning, one must not give learners too much information that sets them down a path that might not align well with the objectives of the case and might not mimic real life sufficiently enough that the experiences learned in simulation can then be taken forth in real life situations and be applied. Thank you.
1: Okay. Um so does the defense have an opening statement and want to present their side of the case?
3: Yes, Your Honor. Thank you. Your Honor and members of the jury, my name is Dawn, and I will be presenting to you the proof that vague debriefing increases stress and anxiety, which increases cognitive load and makes it harder for a learner to meet objectives in the simulation scenario, which is the purpose of the learning activity that we are providing a real world scenario that is not always going to be um, something that we just walk into and walk into a mess a lot of times we know what our patients are at least have some kind of an idea and i think that there is some value in having a detailed debriefing or i'm sorry pre-briefing where you have an idea you might get tunnel visioned and then that's something that you have to talk about afterwards because tunnel vision happens in real life just as much as it happens in simulation so i tend to prove that although detailed pre-briefing is not um always the, has to be completely detailed. It does seem to be mostly detailed and that it is not wrong to do so.
1: Do you have any witnesses to call?
3: Unfortunately, not today.
1: Okay, so since you have both stated your sides of this case, um, does our oh, prosecution- Oh wait, do I still
3: get to lay out my case? Because that was just my opening statement.
1: You may, oh, <laughs> go right
3: ahead you may lay out your case okay thank you so i'd like to say that me and my colleagues believe that simulation is a learning or assessment tool and the prepared g that gives detailed information um, is not somebody who is coddling it we're not giving away the complete scenario you are just giving them the detailed enough information to start thinking about what could possibly happen and the complications that could happen to in that scenario. However, it doesn't give the entire scenario away, and there's still something to be said for, um, especially for higher level learners, having them prepared for the unexpected. So even though you want them to have that anxiety for the unexpected, you prepare them to expect the unexpected, if that makes sense. So that's my case. Thank you.
1: Besides your blatant uh, and obvious opinions, is either the prosecution or the defense have any evidence that they'd like to submit?
2: At this time, I do not have evidence to submit. Um, this anecdote, no, I guess that's opinion, Thanks. no.
1: Okay.
3: Um, <laughs> if we had witnesses,
1: I don't know if you have a journal article that you'd like to cite or other evidence, um, that you would like to bring in, but, um, seeing as there are none, is there any other information that either the prosecution or the defense would like to lay out for our jury?
2: I mean, I, I think I could make the argument that perhaps the defense attorney does have a point in some settings. However, I think a lot of this is very dependent on the learner, the objectives and the experience that the learners have in simulation. However, I have seen many instances where details given during the pre-briefing really throw learners off. And so I think if we're going to have a situation where details are provided, there are some guide rails or, Uh, Ways to shore up the learning experiences um, where the pre briefing does not derail from their learning opportunities.
1: Okay. Well, thank you very much. Um, So, with uh, hearing those statements today, um, I'd like to turn to our jury pool. any
2: Any rebuttal?
1: Oh, any rebuttal? I'm
3: sticking up.
2: Yes,
3: (laughs) (laughs) sorry. Sorry. Yes. I would like, I would like a rebuttal. Um, so I, so as the prosecuting attorney did say, it is not wrong to have a prepared debriefing and that there should be guidelines. So with that being said, um, there has to be reasonable doubt and therefore my client found not guilty.
1: Okay. Well, Members of the jury, you have heard all the testimony concerning this case. It is now up to you to determine the facts. You and you alone are the judges of the fact. Once you decide what facts the evidence proves, you must then apply the law as I give it to you, um, as as it to as I give it to you to the facts as you find them.
0: Uh-huh. Um, so, all silent except for the jury. Jury, you will have a ten-minute public deliberation. Dr. Arnold, I turn it over to you.
4: Thank you so much. All right, so jury, um, I'm gonna call upon Will and Maria as my co-jurors to discuss uh, the case, whether or not we think the defendant is guilty.
5: As an opening statement, I would just like to say, good grief, people. uh, (laughs) I, I hate this because this is a, an argument that is a constant uh, in and around my life. So uh, this should be a lot of fun. Um, tell Ted, t- what
4: do you think is, yeah, we about some
5: one. I, I would say though that, I believe as with most things in simulation, that coming to the support of your objectives should always be our priority. And part of the objective creation is also looking at your learner audience. And if one is doing this in situ or in situ, depending on how educated you, you want to be, uh, I believe it changes the approach. Whereas in an educational setting for baseline learners, uh, for example, nursing schools, or, or med schools, I, I believe that it's the exact opposite approach that one is better for one setting than the other. Um, therefore, I'm lending zero help in leaning one way or the other. Uh, however, I will agree with Jill that l- giving clues uh, does kind of bias your opinion, your your uh, participant, in the direction a case is going to go. Um, it's not a guarantee, but it does cause them, it causes those who don't have a lot of experience with simulation to run in that direction. And I think that that, from that perspective alone, it's enough to not give clues. Um, on the other hand, and it's a big hand, while I agree with Don that vague is bad Uh, That's how I summed that up, Don, by the way. I wrote down on my bright pink piece of paper, vague is bad, dot, dot, dot. So you did a great job. Um, Without having a proper setting, it can absolutely cause the participants to go the wrong direction. Uh, But again, it's based on who those participants are. So in my learned uh, opinion. So if we are giving enough information to tell them, okay, so you're gonna have a postpartum hemorrhage today. That's kind of a dead giveaway. Um, If we beat around the bush with different terminology and then claim there will be a a hypovolemic incident or something like that, okay, maybe that works. But I've also seen it from personal firsthand experience that uh, even if you tell people what the case is going to be, they don't always do it right. So I don't know that it has a lot of bearing. And sadly, I have yet to find good information to support that particular uh, point of view. Um Yeah so totally, I, would... I feel neither is right and neither is wrong.
4: Yeah, I would add, you know, Will, I, I, I sort of agree with you in that I think, you know, the question is, did our did our prosecution, you know, really provide enough evidence to suggest that the defendant is wrong in providing, you know, more detail? It sounds like even when she was describing the detail she would provide, that it would be variable. Um, So I'm not sure that we have enough to convict her.
5: I would agree. Not enough to say it's wrong versus right.
4: Exactly. Like, I think it depends, like we've been talking about, it all depends on the the setting, the goals, the learners. So, you know, maybe more is less, maybe less is more. Hmm. 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 <laughs> so I'm of the opinion, I don't know how you feel, Will, if this is you and I deciding this, that, I don't know, I feel like there's not enough evidence presented that details are bad. And I also wonder too, was there any evidence to suggest harm that could happen, either harm related to the effectiveness of the simulation or harm to the learners by providing more details? I'm not sure that I heard any evidence of that. Did you?
5: I did not, I don't think so either. Um, More so a, I think more so a view that it's improperly balancing the event Uh, to the favor of the participants, which borders very closely on calling this a test, which I believe simulation is not a test. It can be.
4: I'm with you on that.
5: But in the whole, I don't think it is. Uh, I I adopted three very important words whenever I ran in-situ simulation that I wanted all of my participants to understand. And that was uh, my three negative T's, that there are three things I won't do and they all start with a T, so I'm super creative. Um, I will never trick you, I will never test you, and I will never train you. And I would say I'm not here to train you because training is boring, because we all learned how to take care of patients the same way, which was, ma'am, are you okay? What's my response? (laughs) <laughs> and that's And that's terrible. We, we, we don't ask other people what's wrong with our patient, our patient tells us. So that's a different story. Um, but but I believe that 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 sort of lends towards testing, I think that that we're given an unfair advantage, where over a, a multiple group day or a multiple session day, we're going to see people with that same level of, of information, really not have an advantage. It just depends on the group. It depends on the room. It depends on the weather. It depends on on who's breathing hard that morning in you know Schenectady, New York. It, it, like it, there's such a weird connection to how well people perform. Um, I don't know that it's an advantage or a disadvantage, but that it hurts or, or not. Um, hmm. Is it preferential?
1: Hmm. So I'd like to know, I... uh, call order to the court. It's uh, about ten minutes of deliberation time. So we will need you to return a verdict in
4: the next minute. Hmm. Okay, Will, what do you think? What well, is madam, our verdict?
5: I'm going to say that a. I don't like the word vague. I will say a less detailed pre-brief is not incorrect, not guilty, if we're going to use those terms.
4: Yes. So the (laughs) defendant is not guilty uh, in the charge of providing a detailed pre-brief.
5: Correct. Okay.
4: I, I would agree. I would agree only because I think there's too much variability here and questions that are unknown. Right. So yeah, yes, in the response to.
5: Yeah.
4: I agree, too. Ah, thank
5: you, Excellent. Maria. Thank you. <laughs> you were
1: there for the tiebreaker. I like that. So, so have, um, have you reached a verdict?
4: Yes, Judge. Um,
1: what say you?
4: we say in the case of less detailed
1: versus non detailed
4: exactly thank you detailed versus not detailed pre-briefing we find the defendant not wrong uh, of the charge of providing too much detail in a pre-brief
1: well uh, thank you jury, for your service today um, I will take this into consideration uh, for sentencing, which will be next week. Um,
3: How are we sentencing <laughs> if I'm not guilty?
1: <laughs> because I have I have judicial leeway, which I could still. I object. The jury, I <laughs> find that the jury acted inappropriately I and bet. did not consider all of the evidence carefully. <laughs> and besides, my opinion overruled everything else.
0: Your Honor, do you have um, a decision? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: Uh, no, I don't think I can have a decision. I think the jury found our defendants our defendant, not guilty. So
2: uh, we will be returned with that. Trial. I'm Trial. <laughs>
0: And this concludes our case for today. Could you
1: could you could you tell which direction I really wanted this case to go? <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> Thank uh, you for it. joining us this afternoon on Sim Court. Bring your case to Sim Court, win the judges and jury over. The party that gets the votes gets bragging rights only, as you see here. (laughs) Send us your case on Twitter, hashtag SimCourt, and bring it to SimCourt here on Clubhouse. See you every first Monday of the month, 4 p.m. Eastern time, hashtag SimCourt.